Whose dynasty value will increase the most with Russell Wilson now in Denver? All that more in this episode of the Locked on Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked on Dynasty Football, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome into the Locked on Dynasty Football Podcast, everybody. I am Kate Majuk, and you can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And as always, I am joined by Marcus Mosier. You could follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Everybody, please, please, please rate, subscribe, review wherever you get your fantasy football podcast because things are moving fast in the NFL and we want to keep you on top of all of the latest news. Uh, and all of the latest reactions so you can leverage that to help build the ultimate dynasty roster and win some championships. Marcus, happy Friday. Uh, welcome into the show. We've got so much news to talk about. We've got to dive in because we're we're going to run short on time. And I'm already getting antsy because we've got so much to talk about. Yeah, and I feel like every every second that goes by, I'm just checking Twitter to see if there's a new quarterback trade going on, right? Because it seems like the last couple of days, it's just been news has been happening, uh, you know, at a rapid pace. But yeah, let's start with Russell Wilson going to the Denver Broncos. Uh, it's been rumored for a while. Uh, we we know we know what the trade compensation is now, but let's talk about the impact for Russell Wilson himself, Kate. How does this impact his dynasty value? I, I think this has to be uh, probably an upgrade, but here's the, here's the issue. Okay, so uh, we have finally the opportunity to hashtag let Russ cook. Uh, we know that this receiving core in Denver is very talented. We like Cortland Sutton. We like mm-hmm. Jerry Judy. Um, but, like, I, I think pretty much our hearts have to be split in half because – for those of you rooting for let Javante Williams cook yeah, uh, and yeah. and holding on to that, um, like somebody's heart's going to get broken here. And I'm not particularly sure who, but, you know, the, the Broncos have to make that investment in Russell Wilson. But I, I think the question probably comes down more to, do you think Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton are as high a caliber wide receiver as Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf? Because I do think it's a downgrade. Yeah, the I question do. is how significant. Yeah, I, I do think it's a downgrade. However, I think this is an offense that's going to let him throw more, as you kind of mentioned up top. Let's just check in on the dynasty value right now. So currently on Dynasty League Football, Russell Wilson is QB 11. Is it surprising to you, first and foremost, that he's that low, or does that feel like the right spot? It feels like the right spot. Um, You know, the issue with Russell Wilson has never been the upside. We've known the upside has been there uh, for as long as he's been an NFL quarterback. But the issue has been consistency. I do think that we should see consistency improve in Denver. But I do wonder if we see um, maybe the upside come down just just slightly. So maybe, maybe we see a safer floor. But... Maybe we just lower that ceiling a little bit. Um, that kind of feels like appropriate evaluation for me, especially when we have so many quarterbacks right now that are uh, running quarterbacks who uh, are younger earlier on in their sure. careers, et cetera. Can, can, I, can I give you the four quarterbacks that are directly behind him, according to Dynasty League Football? You tell me if you would take any of these guys over Russell Wilson. Uh, so, again, Russell Wilson, QB 11. Jalen Hurts, QB 12. 
Um, I would take Jalen Hurts. Okay. Deshaun Watson, QB 13. Blech. Yeah, I, I'm good. Um, well, I mean, interestingly enough, uh, we didn't even talk about this on the top of the show, but uh, there could be some Deshaun Watson uh, news uh, as of Friday, March 11th, I yep. believe. Yep. Uh, worth noting, but uh, no, I'll pass. Yeah, I'll, I'll pass as well. Uh, the next one, Aaron Rodgers. And we'll talk about Rodgers and his value in a second, but he is currently QB 14 right now in Dynasty League Football. Yeah, I'll take I'll take Russell Wilson. Um, obviously, mm. I I think that uh, both of them have you know very similar upside, but you still have the uh, all of the same issues in Green Bay that we've had this entire time. Uh, the wide receiver core, uh, we, there are still no wide receivers in Green Bay, despite the fact that they franchise tagged Devontae Adams. Um, like there's really nothing solved here at all from that perspective. I mean, like the, the entire wide receiver room hit free agency this year. I like, I don't think I've ever seen that as long as I can remember where every single wide receiver hit free agency at the same time. And I mean, regardless of whether or not you think uh, Rogers is a quarterback that can overcome that they need to get some bodies in the room and they need to be at least uh decent quality uh before the 2021 season russell wilson was averaging averaging 35 passing touchdowns a season i have a hard time picking rogers over that even though rogers has you know the 48 touchdown season was at 2020 37 touchdowns last year you're getting a guy that's what four years younger five years younger and has the 35 touchdown kind of ceiling or you know floor I'll take those. One more. And this one is really tricky for me. Matthew Stafford. Because mm. I would take Stafford over Russell Wilson. I would as well. Um, right. Yeah. I, does his first year this year with the Rams. Yeah. I, I mean, I think, uh, you know, with, with Cooper Cup tied there. You have to wonder if Cooper Cup's going to be asking for, you know, some some restructuring or a, a new contract at some point with the way he's playing. But I mean, it looks to be that he's locked in with Cooper Cup. They're going to bring back OBJ. Uh, like I, I think that they've got uh, much more stability in in their offense, and I think we know what we're going to get there from Matthew Stafford, and it's. It's pretty yeah. similar, though not uh, – maybe he doesn't have the rushing upside, but the passing upside is certainly there. Uh, so let's go back to Javante Williams, who you talked about at the top of the show. Um, we've actually seen his dynasty value drop a little bit in the last week or two. Uh, I think some people were anticipating that the Broncos would trade for either Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. Obviously, they trade for Russell Wilson – uh, he is currently RB4 on Dynasty League Football behind Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, Christian McCaffrey. Do you think he should be lowered now that Russell Wilson is on the team? Absolutely, because we're not even throwing in the fact that, uh, you know, we still don't have a Melvin Gordon deal in place. But sounds like it it's coming, sounds right? like, It sounds like it's coming. The Broncos want it. Sounds like Gordon wants it. Um, so, I mean, if dynasty fantasy football were based on purely athletic traits and, uh, abilities, then 
we, I feel like we wouldn't have necessarily as much to talk about. You can't, uh, Javante Williams does not live in a bubble where his value is only tied to his ability um, and, and his physical traits. Javante Williams needs to be a huge, a huge downgrade because it, I mean, it, you're going to build this offense around Russell Wilson. And yes, can you have the run game as an accessory? Absolutely. But it, this is not a run first team anymore. As long as you've uh, made that investment in Russell Wilson. Yep. Uh, all right. Let's just quickly look at the receivers here uh, right off the top. Without even looking at their dynasty value, who would you rather have going forward, Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy? Uh, so this is this is kind of tough for me. I've been going back and forth because, uh, you know, the, it, it's it's not necessarily a clean comparison, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf to Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, uh, you know, in terms of like physical frame and sure. uh, maybe that contested catchability, Cortland Sutton wins out with DK Metcalf. But We've, I think, seen time and time again that Russell Wilson really loves uh, building that chemistry with these, you know, just smooth route runners who can, uh, you know, generate space, get open. And I think that's more of the Jerry Judy profile. Um, but, I mean, Cortland Sutton definitely has has the edge in terms of experience. We've seen Jerry Judy not quite flourish yet. Um, I think the question remains for me, it, like, is Jerry Judy going to primarily play out of the slot or will they move him back to be used outside more? Cause uh, I, I believe the percentage of snaps out of the slot was right around 70%. I do think uh, he would get utilized more by Wilson yep. playing a bit more on the outside. It's it's Sutton for me, Kate. I, I just think his skill set matches up better with Russell Wilson, I think he's going to be the guy that gets the downfield targets. He's going to get the red zone targets. I still really like Jerry Judy. I think Judy's going to be a, a productive receiver this year, but I think Sutton has the most upside, and I actually think he probably has the highest floor as well. Um, any other thoughts on the the Broncos before we move on? No, I, I think no. we pretty think much we covered, covered it. Right. Stock down for Javante. Stock slightly up maybe for Russell Wilson. Uh, more so just neutral, but definitely stock up for Cortland Sutton without a doubt. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break so we can tell you guys about Bet Online. It is that time of the year again as college basketball tournaments are, are finally upon us. From all of the latest odds, contests, and player props, betonline.net is the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info. Bet Online remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, let's talk about the other big quarterback trade that happened this week. Carson Wentz to the Washington Commanders. And we're actually going to change this up on you a little bit, Kate. How does this trade impact the Colts, first and foremost? And what do they do at quarterback? Uh, it seems like, from everything I read this week, the Colts were going to get rid of him regardless. They were either going to cut him outright or trade him. I'm kind of shocked they got as much as they did. But where do the Colts go from now, and how does it impact Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman, Jack Doyle's gone? Is it Mo Cox season? I mean, Mo Cox. I feel like year in and year out, uh, we we get to see these little glimmers of his upside when he is actually utilized. So, 
maybe we will see him as the uh, next sleeper tight end. He is a free but agent, I, unfortunately. I hope he. I hope he comes back. Ah, I I didn't realize that. I hope he um, does. I think he will. I mean, this you know it, it it's kind of hard because this team needs to find an answer quarterback because I do think they are so close to being uh, Super Bowl contenders. When you look at the rest of their roster and the quality of pieces they have. Um, both on offense and on defense. It feels like they they have a window that's open right now if they can find the right quarterback. Um, I Like, I wouldn't be at all surprised uh, to see, you know, maybe maybe they make a move at uh, a guy like Mitch Trubisky. Like, well, I think that would be a positive thing for the offense. And Let me ask you this, Kate. It- is there any quarterback out there that is going to decrease the value of Jonathan Taylor? Like if they sign Jameis Winston, are you all of a sudden not going to be as high on, on Jonathan Taylor as you would if it is Mitch Trubisky? No, uh, no. Okay. And I, okay. I, I think it, it comes from just Jonathan Taylor's standalone ability, even uh, his work in the receiving game, he makes a lot of money, you know, off of these huge screens that goes for touchdowns, not necessarily passing volume. Um, he's got all the standalone value, but even the receivers, um, you know, we saw Michael Pittman have a successful season this year, but uh, it's not as though all of the passing weapons in this offense were finding success. So I don't really yep. think there's a quarterback that's going to move the needle much for any of these pieces. All right, well, let's do it like this. Let's look at Michael Pittman, who's currently wide receiver 23. I'm going to name you a bunch of quarterbacks. You just say stock up, stock down, neutral. Okay, cool. Are you ready? Yep. Uh, Jameis Winston. Stock up. I, I agree. Marcus Mariota. Neutral. I, say, I think I would say stock down. Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, neutral. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Stock up. Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, I'm going to surprise you and say stock up. Mm, I kind of agree. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Stock up. Andy Dalton. Neutral. Tyrod Taylor. Stock down. Yeah, so there is some quarterbacks out there that will help Michael Pittman. I think all of these guys, I, I don't think they're going to change the value for Jonathan Taylor. I just think he's too special of a player. So if you are, if you are if you got a lot of Michael Pittman shares, or maybe you're still holding out hope that Paris Hilton can be anything, or Paris Hilton, Paris Campbell. Paris Hilton. Uh, well, <laughs> I haven't done there that goes, a lot of time. Goes, yeah, Paris Campbell. Uh, I love it. Yeah, I, I, there's probably so many jokes here that I'm missing, but uh, yeah, uh, we're hoping for a Jimmy Garoppolo, a Jameis Winston uh, type of quarterback in Indianapolis. All right, let's talk a bit for the Washington side. Uh, I, I I don't love Carson Wentz with Washington. I, I don't think this is – I don't think he has much dynasty value, uh, but can he get the ball to Terry McLaurin? And Antonio Gibson and Curtis Samuel consistently, Kate? Uh, I I mean, I think he can. But, I mean, you know, the issue with Carson Wentz is that the only wide receiver he's ever had to exceed 1,000 receiving yards uh, with balls that he's delivered in a single season is Michael Pittman. Um, And the upside for Michael Pittman, though – you know, he was a really solid, I think, value this season because he was so uh, 
lowly valued earlier. Uh, I, I still don't think we saw quite as much, uh, you know, upside and consistency there. Yeah. I think we already kind of have that volatility and upside with Terry McLaurin to begin with, with all the quarterbacks that he's played with. I don't think this moves the needle. Um, I still love Terry McLaurin as a standalone player, but I by no means consider this an upgrade. Um, and I, you know, if anything, this is a, a quarterback that seems to have some dysfunction in the locker room to some degree, and he's going into a dysfunctional situation. Uh, I'm, I don't really want any of these pieces on my teams. Just I, I I'll disagree with you actually. I know we don't disagree a ton on the show. I actually think Carson Wentz trade makes me want to go out and get Antonio Gibson. Because okay. we we saw last year Carson Wentz uh, had 82 completions to running backs uh, in Indianapolis. And I know I know that J.D. McKissick got a lot of the, the receptions there in Washington last year, but I, I he's a free agent. We'll see if he comes back. But if this can kind of raise Antonio Gibson's floor and he gets more targets, because we saw Taylor Heineke just didn't like to check the ball down very often the running backs he would rather scramble i think carson wentz is especially as he gets older is going to be even more prone to checking the ball down i think this helps antonio gibson a little bit so you know i i i want to agree with you because again uh we we know that antonio gibson is a converted wide receiver the ability is there we never saw him be overly productive as even just a straight up wide receiver uh, converted to running back quite well in terms of uh, just what we saw in terms of his on-the-field abilities. But, I mean, two seasons in, and he's played a total of 30 games and has not yet exceeded 100 targets. For a converted wide receiver... That's I why I'm that hoping that Wentz so helps damning. out there. I, I mean, he might... He might funnel some targets there just by virtue of liking to check down the running back. But it seems to me that there's something with Antonio Gibson, whether that be blocking, whether that be um, – it, it has to be blocking because I'm not sure why else you wouldn't throw him the ball. But yeah. there is something that makes the, the, coaching, uh, the coaching tree not put the infrastructure in place to get him and generate more touches. That is what concerns me. Uh, we should at least mention Carson Wentz's dynasty value right now. It's currently quarterback 24. Does that feel too low for you? Or does that feel about right? No, that feels about right. I, I think we're probably towards the end of Carson Wentz's professional career as a starter. Um, feels like this is the last I chance, would, right? Like if he struggles this year, it's probably over. Oh, absolutely. Um, and we know that Washington's thresholds for – performance are, are quite low, but I mean, even when you look back to their stats in 2020, uh, sorry, 2021, um, Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke actually performed really similarly from, uh, you know, a clean pocket, which is always indicative of how is your quarterback really performing, uh, in, in, uh, a clean pocket, Wentz ranked 25th out of 27 quarterbacks in terms of adjusted completion percentage. So that is taking out all of those all of those throwaways, you know, maybe some of the the interceptions where the the you know that was more of a receiver error. Just taking taking all of that out and looking at purely at quarterback play, Wentz Wentz didn't do particularly well, and I mean Heineke, yeah. he didn't either. I, like it's just 
Man. It's not a great situation. Man. I, I think the hope is that Carson Wentz is a little bit more aggressive throwing the ball down the field than Heineke is. Um, and the turnovers are going to be so mind-numbing and so frustrating. But uh, just, so then what would you pay for Carson Wentz, though, in a dynasty league? Um, it so assuming it's a super flex, flex league, right? Yes. So, I, I mean, I just like to do some apples to apples comparisons. Like Matt Ryan is quarterback 23. Would I flip Matt Ryan for Carson Wentz? I might. I mean, maybe Baker Mayfield. Feels like a pretty lateral move. Yeah. Baker Mayfield? Also feels like a lateral move. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, Baker Mayfield's career longevity is. Uh, we're going to see him as a starter, I think, uh, for a much longer period than we're going to see Wentz. So I think I'd actually take Baker, there, though the fantasy upside isn't quite as significant. Yeah, he – I mean, the truth is he probably is just going to have to be part of a, a bigger trade, right? I, I don't think you're going to trade him straight up for any quarterback unless, like um, – unless somebody's really high on, like, Davis Mills, right? And they want to – you know, you have Davis Mills and you want to flip him for Carson Wentz, probably somebody that's a little safer. I get that, but – even then, what are we doing here? I I don't know. It's I can't get excited about Carson Wentz, Kate. That's basically all what it comes is, down to. What is the highest pick you would be willing to trade for Carson Wentz? Oh, Let's pretend you have whatever pick uh, is the highest pick that you would trade rounder. for Carson Wentz. Let's uh, what like what spot in the third round? A third round rookie pick because in a super flex league, there's going to be five quarterbacks that go in the top what, 16 picks or so? I'd rather have all those guys. I'd rather have Desmond Ritter and Malik Willis and uh, Matt Corral, all, Kenny Pickett, all those guys over Carson Wentz. So I'm not giving up a first you know, first or second round pick at all. Early third? I think I could, yeah. I think we could stomach that then. Yeah. Would you rather have Mitch Trubisky or Carson Wentz? Trubisky. Okay. I, I mean, that... It feels about right. Yep. It's, it's so gross. <laughs> uh, but you know what's not gross, Kate? Bill Bar. Bill Bars are hey. absolutely awesome. How's that for a little bit of a segue? Uh, this year, uh, we have not given up on our New Year's resolution because we have Built Bar to help us out. Why are Built Bars helping us out? Because they're just so good to eat. They're, they taste fantastic. And they are healthy for you. They only contain 130 calories with 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Uh, compare that to your average candy bar that has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. The best part about Built Bar, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, 100% real chocolate. Plus, they have so many great flavors. I just ordered a double brownie one yesterday. I uh, Also, my wife likes the mint brownie, uh, coconut, coconut almond. Uh, when they have the coconut brownie chunk, that's my personal favorite. The new flavor this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious. And they've got, yeah, it's so good. New flavors coming out all of the time. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, Kate, let's just finish up with a couple other little newsy things that have come out uh, over the last week or so. First of all, Mike Williams returning to the Los Angeles Chargers on a three-year $60 million deal. Seemed like that was pretty likely to happen. The money is incredible. Uh how do you feel about him returning to the Chargers? I mean, it's a fantastic fit. He was one of the best options there uh, and most reliable options for uh, 
Justin Herbert when actually utilized. Mm-hmm. I think that, uh, you know, hopefully that that money investment is going to make them a little bit more committed to keeping him involved in the game plan. But I don't think there could have been a better fit for him other than staying in, in L.A. Uh over 1,100 yards last year, nine touchdowns. Even as a rookie, with Justin Herbert as a rookie, uh, he was fairly efficient, 15.8 yards per reception. 2019, 20 yards per catch. He's just a good football player. And he's only 27 years old, and he's with one of the best quarterbacks in the league. This is a- And he managed that 1,100 yards in a season where we, uh, you know, he trailed off significantly towards the end, and we felt disappointed with his performance. Yeah. The ceiling's just so high. There used to be this knock on Mike Williams, too, that he's always banged up and he's never healthy. I mean, he's played at least 16 or excuse me, at least 15 games in four straight seasons. Like, yeah, there might, he might be sometimes dealing with some injuries, but he fights through and he plays. I, I give credit he's to tough. him. He's a he's a he's a really good player. Um, we should also mention Aaron Rodgers going back to Green Bay. He had to make it a big deal. He's like the the pretty girl that wants everybody to tell her that she's pretty, right? That's just what Aaron Rodgers is. Um, <laughs> any, any thoughts on Rodgers and Devontae Adams going back to Green Bay? I mean, I think the, the beneficial thing is that unlike an offense like the Broncos right now, you know exactly what you're going to get with this team, uh, you know, in, in general, at least for this season. You know, they I, I just can't conceivably fathom how they're going to manage this cap situation to keep Devontae Adams there with what he's demanding. They'll figure it out. On top <laughs> how? I, I just I don't I don't understand. Um, like I know the cap is a myth, but it's um it's not uh, right now for them because of the hole that they've dug and they keep digging. So I I worry about what this this offense will look like long term. I worry about what other um, ancillary wide receivers they're going to be able to get in that room with the limited funds that they have. But at least, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers is there, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones. Maybe we see Aaron Jones uh, kind of similar to what we we heard with the Cowboys. Uh, Maybe we see Aaron Jones utilized more uh, as a straight-up receiver. uh, We know he's he's, uh, a capable receiver and utilize A.J. Dillon as – you know, the, the more pure running back, um, that would be interesting, but I think you kind of know what you're going to get. And that's, uh, it's a comfortable place to be. Um, all right. Last thing, there was three tight ends that were, uh, franchise tagged this week, Dalton Schultz, uh, David Njoku, Mike Gusecki, which one is the most interesting to you? Dalton Schultz, hands down. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm obsessed with Dalton Schultz. I think he's one of the most undervalued tight ends in dynasty fantasy football right now. And every time I'm researching him, I fall more and more in love. Uh, over the last two seasons combined, Dalton Schultz uh, is the tight end four. He's had the fifth most targets, fourth most receptions, and he's tied with Dawson Knox for the sixth most touchdowns. Like he has produced in every single way that you would want him to produce. Uh, and nobody's taking him seriously, despite the fact that uh, he could have even more opportunities for a, a a larger target share, which he's absolutely earned with his performance in the last two seasons. Uh, all right, Kate, question for you. More fantasy points over the last two years, Darren Waller or Dalton Schultz? Got to be Dalton Schultz. More fantasy points over the last two years, Dalton Schultz or George Kittle? 
Uh, I'm pretty sure it's, I, I know it's uh, Dalton Schultz. More fantasy points over the last two years. Dalton Schultz or Rob Gronkowski? Uh, I, I Dalton Schultz, right? Yeah. I mean, he's, the, he's the tight end for, I'm trying, I can't, uh, now that I don't have the list in front of me, I can't remember who the tight ends, uh, the three tight ends ahead of him on the list are George, uh, Travis Kelsey. So, so last year, in, in terms of total fantasy points, it was Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey, and that's it. That's nuts. Nuts, nuts, nuts. Uh, yeah, it's it's absolutely incredible. It, it, let's let's just be clear. He's not as talented as Mark Andrews, as George Kittle, as Kelly. He, he's just not. But he's in an offense that loves to feed the ball to the tight end, that uses the tight end in the red zone. And with the Cowboys maybe losing Amari Cooper in free agency, definitely going to lose Cedric Wilson. It's kind of incredible that he's uh, as undervalued as he is. Do you know where he ranks right now on Dynasty League football in terms of tight ends? I don't. Tight end 11. Oh, that's disgusting. Go he is, five. He, he is 25 years old, and he is tight end 11. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I, I also want to just mention uh, David Njoku because I think Njoku is really good. I, we saw flashes of it last year. Like when they targeted him, he's incredible. I, I understand why the Browns franchise tagged him because you can't let that player walk. He's just too talented. But at the same time, as somebody who has them in a bunch of fantasy leagues, I was hoping he'd leave for a better situation like the Chargers or, you know, like the Jets or something like that where they would utilize them more. It, it just – it kind of stinks from a from a dynasty standpoint because he's tight end 25 right now, and I don't see him rising up all that much more. I, I still think that David Njoku is a buy for me. We don't even know that – um, you know, I, I feel like he's kind of wanted out of this situation for a while now, and that just seems to be the general sentiment there in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. But, I, I mean, there's still the opportunity for the tag and trade. Uh, but, you know, I, I can't conceivably fathom that they would franchise tag him uh, again with that kind of salary and that investment that they've made in the tight end position. Uh, like the the end of the tunnel is approaching, I think, for for David and Joku and or the light at the end of the tunnel, not the end of the tunnel. <laughs> yeah, geez. I mean, he's only 25, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, the light at the end of the tunnel is there for David and Joku. So if, if anybody else is failing to see the light at the tunnel, I'll totally buy in. <laughs> we're not talking about Travis Kelsey and Gronk here. We're talking about David and Joku. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's good alright that is it for today's show thank you guys for tuning in we'll be back on Monday to talk about Penn State wide receiver Jahan Dotson we're going to do a deep dive on him assuming there's no massive quarterback news like Deshaun Watson's traded Kirk Cousins traded <laughs> Ben Roethlisberger comes back I, I don't know we'll, we'll, we'll have to wait and see what happens over the weekend uh, but follow us on Twitter at Locked on Dynasty you can follow the show on YouTube now Locked on Dynasty on there as well Follow Kate at FFBallBlast. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you guys next time.